All right. Today's episode is part two in sharing top mind, body, spirit product and ideas for creating a wake up eager year. Tune in today and you're going to hear from a former police chief who's now an organizational development consultant. You're going to hear from a director of human resources for a construction company. And you're going to hear from me, and we're all going to share what we're focusing on for our well-being in 2024, and I can't wait to share it with you. It's going to be so much fun. Thanks for being here. Michael, hit it. Welcome to the Wake Up Eager Workforce Podcast, a show designed for leaders, trainers, and consultants who are responsible for employee selection and professional development. Each episode is packed full with insider tips, best practices, expert interviews, and inspiration. Please welcome the host who is helping leaders, trainers, and consultants everywhere, Susie Price. Hi, my name is Susie Price, and you're listening to the Wake Up Eager Workforce podcast, where we cover everything related to helping senior leaders and internal and external consultants create a high commitment, low drama, wake up eager workforce. That's what we want, right? High commitment. High commitment means, oh, I wake up and I want to be here. I wake up and I'm doing things that matter to me. I wake up and I do things that use my strengths. I'm a good fit for my job. And because I feel that way, and most of my team feels that way. We don't have much drama because we're all focused on the work and, and having a great life. And we people who are able to use their strengths on the job are six times more likely to say they're committed to the work, and they're three times more likely to say they have a high-quality life. And so that's what we focus on here. We want to bring that to every, every place we touch and to every, every person we meet uh, who is interested in the same thing. You know, We want to help people make good decisions about their people and about themselves. We want to wake up eager workforce. We want to wake up eager world. We want wake up eager teams. We want wake up eager leaders. We want wake up eager you. So we focus on that here in the podcast. And uh, we're continuing on this series of top mind, body, and spirit ideas and products for a wake up eager 2024. The show notes, um, our beautiful producer, Kayla, is working with her team and creating show notes and creating a transcript and grabbing all the links and putting this all together. So we really, really appreciate Kayla Wells and her company, uh, Kay Wells Companies, for the work she does in producing this podcast. You can find the show notes at pricelessprofessional.com forward slash mind, body, spirit, 2024. In part one, go back and see that. You go use that, use that link, pricelessprofessional.com forward slash mind, body, spirit, 2024. If you haven't listened to part one, you heard Catherine Foster, who is a brand strategist at Treadaway Design. You heard Dr. Stephen Middleton, a former professor of constitutional history. And you heard uh, Shauna Adenoffi, the global support advisor at TTI Success Insights, all share their top mind, body, spirit ideas and thoughts for 2024. Today, uh, former police uh, sergeant, lieutenant, chief of police, before moving into consulting, will speak, and the director of HR for a construction company will share. So in the part one, I talked about taking stock of 2023. Did you do that yet? Go back and listen to that. It's the start of part one. If you did take stock and you got an aha or you have maybe a different way that you do your review that might help others, I'd love to hear from you, or if you get any kind of aha from uh, these episodes or any of our episodes, leave us a message at 
speakpipe.com forward slash wake up ego workforce. It's an easy audio tool. You just put, push a button, speak, and it'll come straight to us and we can use it uh, on future episodes or answer any questions or share your insights. Okay. So we're going to jump in with our first sharer. First, I want to remind you what the Wake Up Eager Way is. It's a commitment to make daily choices that promote a sense of ease and well-being so that we bring our best self to whatever we're doing. That's the focus. We're taking care of ourselves. We're looking after ourselves, bringing the best of who we are to what we do. It's a journey. Uh, It's not straightforward. It's a crooked line a lot of times, up, down, backwards, and sideways. But if we continually focus on this and make a commitment to this and realize that we have control over us bringing our best selves by the decisions that we make and how we choose to spend our time, that squiggly line that goes up, down, and around inches forward and goes forward. And before you know it, you'll you'll be very far ahead um, just by the steps that you take every day. And, and we need to focus on all three aspects in trying to find balance in how we think, what we do, and how we feel. If we're over-concentrated in any one of those, we can get out of balance. If we're under-concentrated in any one of those areas, we can get out of balance. So uh, are we balanced and what are we doing and what do we need to focus on or want to focus on now as opposed to what we did last year? So let's hear from Michael Lunt. He is, as I've shared already, a little bit about his background, but he's, he's currently the Principal and Chief Operations Officer of T2 Professional. He was the Chief of Police and then moved in consulting. He's a proven leader. He's uh, very dynamic, and you'll hear that in his conversations. He's got a diversified educational and experiential background in both the public and private sectors. He has a master's degree in psychology, very smart man, very capable. I watched him facilitate a city council meeting. Just fantastic. He's very skilled and very, very caring and very thoughtful. So let's listen to Micah and what he's focused on this year. Hello there, Wake Up Eager listeners. I want to say first, thanks a bunch to Susie uh, for putting this together. I think this is a a great way to take, you know, like-minded folks that um, have found things that are successful for them and just share it in a way that uh, benefits us all. So thanks a bunch, Susie, for putting this together. And without any further ado, um, the things, these are kind of the things that I use uh, to keep my uh, what I, you know, labeled here is sort of feeding the mind, body, and spirit in 2024. Uh, on the mental and the the spiritual side of things, um, I I'm a podcast guy, so I have uh, kind of four podcasts that I uh, keep in my library. I'm not super super devoted uh, to any of them, like to where I don't you know miss an episode or anything like that. But what I do is I, I look at my day uh, and uh, sometimes it doesn't work to, to listen to an episode on a day. But a lot of times what I do, and we'll get into this when we get over to the physical side, but if I'm going to work out or I'm going to go for a run uh, or I'm going to do something like that, then I'll pick up uh, one of these episodes. And uh, these these four podcasts uh, in... It, in particular, you know, the, the two at the top are the ones that I've been listening to for the longest period of time are just incredibly beneficial to me uh, personally, professionally, the whole nine yards. So, you know, Simon Sinek uh, has been doing a bit of optimism for a long time. Um, 
I probably one of the best things that I like about uh, his episodes is they're incredibly broad. You, you really never know who he's going to talk to or who he's going to interview. And uh, there's always some really great perspectives uh, on there that, that I think pervade kind of business life and, and personal life. So I really, really enjoy uh, his, his episodes. There's more and more ads now. Uh, you know, everybody wants to, to have their name attached to Simon Sinek, but uh, it's a great episode. I found a lot of value from that. And then um, Coaching for Leaders by Dave Stokowiak. Um, he and uh, Bonnie provide such an incredible library of resources for leaders at really any level. And they have hundreds and hundreds of episodes. Their show notes are fantastic. Uh, and they provide access to a library of resources for free uh, within the within the podcast and within their website that you can go to. So um, I just, I really, really like uh, their episodes. And one of the things that they do is if you're listening to an episode and one of them is just, it's particularly fantastic. They'll always say, you know, for similar episodes, go to episode 123 or 257 or whatever the case may be. Uh, and they, they really catalog their content uh, in, in a really great way. And then the last two are uh, newer for me that I found, uh, The 2% by Eric Partiker. Um, one of the things that I like about Eric uh, Partiker and his work is he does a great job of digesting a lot of information and putting it together in pretty concise uh, formats. And then uh, What Drives You by Kevin Miller really gets at you know, the, the deep motivations uh, of people and why they are ultimately able to uh, achieve success and persevere through difficulties and things like that. So those are the podcasts that I kind of have on deck. Um, I know not everybody is a, is a podcast person, uh, but for me, the, the way that I utilize them is uh, if, if I can, if I'm up to it, you know, mentally and I can devote time uh, to listening, then I'll, I'll turn one of those on while I'm, I'm working out or I'm, I'm doing, you know, something like that. And if something really catches my ear, then I go back and, uh, you know, dive deeper uh, into that content. Prayer is important to me. Uh, I was born and raised as, as a Christian, uh, actually Catholic. Uh, I don't practice Catholicism on, on a routine basis now, but uh, do very much uh, still identify as a, as a Christian. And uh, prayer is, is important. Um, I, I try to, you know, have that, that strong relationship uh, with, with God and, uh, you know, ask uh, how I'm supposed to handle uh, certain things. Uh, thank him for all of the blessings that he has offered to me, uh, to my family. And uh, I, I just I really do uh, try to, to come to him for guidance uh, in prayer and uh, also to give him uh, praise for uh, the, the blessings that, that I've experienced and just the overall trajectory that, that he has, has put me on in life. Because uh, I would have never predicted that it would take the turns uh, and twists that it has, but he's always been there with me 100% of the way through the uh, most challenging times, and uh, I couldn't have done it without him. So uh, that's a very important aspect.
Switching over to the, the physical side, uh, really want to highlight uh, the app Shred. Um, that's the app that I use to, to work out. One of the things that I really like about the Shred app is uh, they, so that your, your profile is obviously unique to you. And if you have equipment at home or you use a gym that you go to regularly, you can set up workout programs based upon the equipment that you have access to. So, you know, if you've got a pretty small uh, home gym, don't have a whole lot of, of equipment, but you have some things, you can set that up as a profile. And then when you say, okay, I want to do, you know, a workout, it'll put together a program for you. Uh, it's got different kinds of programs that can be put up from strength training to uh, bodybuilding uh, to just general fitness and, and endurance. Uh, it has cardio recommendations as well. So it's a, it's a great way to get some consistent programming and kind of take um, the thinking out of it a little bit. I've had some great results uh, by, by utilizing it, and so I really appreciate that. The other thing for me is I travel a lot. And so, um, you know, I, I generally stay at the same kind of hotels, things like that. And so I've put together another gym profile that's like the hotel gym. Uh, and then it even has another uh, profile where you can just do body weight exercises and so on. So um, the Shred app, very, very flexible uh, in terms of both what equipment is available to you. It's also really flexible uh, in terms of the kind of, of workout program or workout regimen uh, that you, you want to personally embark on. Um, and you can set all your workouts for different time uh, amounts, 30 minutes, an hour, hour and a half, uh, and so on. So really uh, pleased with, with that. Uh, then you got some pictures there. So um, on, on the physical side with shred and, and exercise, I generally do that, you know, obviously multiple times per week, uh, hopefully daily, but but it's, it's rare that I actually have uh, every single day of a week taken up with, with working out. But um, on the top right photo, that's a photo of my wife and I, uh, obviously in the outdoors, uh, up in the Pacific Northwest on a hike. We love to travel. We love to be outside uh, and we love to hike. So that just being in nature um, is is a great way for, for me to do that. And whether I'm in a, a metropolitan area uh, when I'm traveling or I'm here at home and I can get out and just take maybe it's just 10 minutes uh, to kind of go out and be outside. Uh, that is, is very helpful to me. Bottom right, you got uh, photos of my two dogs. Uh, they're enjoying some pup cups there from, uh, from Starbucks. And, um, you know, when I'm, when I am home, uh, they bring a tremendous amount of joy and value to life. Um, you know, back, back over to the, to the spiritual side, uh, I really think that sometimes our 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 four legged kids, uh, as I I call to them, are kind of voices uh, of God sometimes, and so um, they just bring me a, a tremendous amount of value. And you know, I I try to find different ways to to do cool things with them. Uh, maybe we go for a walk in a new area. Uh, or we try to learn, you know, some new tricks, some new obedience type stuff. But that journey uh, goes together, and that's that's very rewarding for me. 
Uh, the other picture there is with my dad and I. Uh, that's actually Christmas Day um, of this past Christmas in 23, just a few weeks ago now. And uh, we're out fishing. And fishing is a, is a great um, hobby for both of us, uh, also my mom. And so anytime, you know, that, that we can get out again in the outdoors, being on the water, fishing, spending that, that quality family time together, uh, is what we do. And, you know, it's tough to, uh, make time for these kinds of things. That example there on, on Christmas day, we did not intend, uh, to go fishing on, on Christmas day. Uh, the weather kind of worked out and the way that the, the day unfolded, we were just able to do it and we seized that opportunity right then and there uh, to go and, and do it. We had a great time. So, you know, I, I think lots of times for, for me as a very busy professional, um, we get caught up in our agendas. We get caught up in our time schedules and things like that. And they're important, right? I mean, you've got commitments, you've got deadlines, um, but sometimes you just kind of have to seize the moment and uh, enjoy what's going on in the day. So if there's one, you know, overall kind of recommendation that I'd like to leave behind is that you, you absolutely can schedule out sort of your self-care stuff, right? Mental, spiritual, physical. Maybe there's a show that you really want to watch, things like that. You can schedule that time into your calendar. But I think, and what's helpful to me, is that you also have to have things set aside so that you can quickly uh, add in some of those activities when that time presents itself. And uh, you have to kind of have that as an everyday priority. What am I doing for myself? What am I doing to help uh, recharge so that we can stay at our top game for our families, uh, our friends, our professions, our jobs, um, and everybody that depends on us. So hopefully that's helpful. Um, again, Susie, thank you very much for putting this together. Uh, always a pleasure to be a part of the Wake Up Eager community. And uh, here's to a great 2024. Well, as a result of Michael's sharing, I have a few new podcasts I'm going to check out. I'm always looking for things that to listen to. So I'd like some of his professional development type focused areas that are personal development, but they're more in the, a lot of times I spend a lot of time on the listening podcast about nutrition, um, cause that's kind of got a, a hobby of mine. So I liked the, some of the podcasts that he mentioned. I'm going to tune into some of those as I drive back and forth to Atlanta from the, up in the North Georgia mountains where we're living now. And I really related to his appreciation of his four-legged kids. I have two of them who are um, mostly quiet under my desk and sometimes give us a bark or two, Walter and Oliver. <laughs> so, yes, they add so much joy to our lives. I so much agree with that. And I 100%, 100,000% say schedule out your personal stuff. Yes, yes, and yes, yes. You've got to schedule you. No one else is going to do that. Nobody's going to find time for you to take your vacation. Nobody else is going to find time for you to get good sleep. Nobody else is going to make sure you eat healthy so you're not living in hospitals. Nobody else is going to move your body for you. That's you taking you, and you are worth that. So you have to schedule that. And sometimes it's it's challenging, but you find little ways to do it so that you aren't last in the scheme of things. You You are first because you bring you to everything you do. And um, people are counting on you to bring you the best part of you to what you do. 
So find ways to do that, do a little bit at a time and it will grow if it's not as strong as you want. But scheduling it out is a key, key secret that smart people do and you're smart. So do that if you're not already doing it. Okay. We did, uh, I did a podcast interview with Micah. When you go to the show notes, you will see a link to that. I mean, the show notes for this episode are at pricelessprofessional.com forward slash mind, body, spirit, 2024. And that is all one word, lowercase. All right. I had a discussion with Kate Bacon. She is the director of HR for Fulcrum Construction. This is a little bit different. She didn't just record anything. She and I got on a conversation together where she shared and talked about her focus areas for mind, body, spirit. She's very thoughtful. She's a very good client and a longtime friend. And so she's somebody, she's one of those friends that if you need anything, she's going to be there for you. And so I just appreciate her a lot and you're going to enjoy what she shares. Let's listen in. All right, Kate, thank you for being here. Appreciate you sharing your wisdom and, and uh, ideas today. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm, uh, I am excited to do this. I think it, as we had, um, sh- I had shared with you earlier, it was a wonderful opportunity for me to really sit and think about what, what I wanted to do for myself in the three categories of body, mind, and spirit for 2024. And so it's like a commitment to myself. And because I know you, I have just signed you up as an accountability partner. So <laughs> happily, we always help each other out. <laughs> we do. That's we good. do. Yeah, there's nothing like taking an exercise or taking some time and then and then sharing it with someone. And in this case, uh, our entire listening audience. So that's very brave of you and kind of you to be supportive of the podcast. Tell everybody a little bit about you. You and I go way back, but a little bit about your professional life and anything personal that you want to share. I've had more careers than a you know nine, than a cat has nine lives. Started out in accounting and finance, and then went into real estate development. Not developing myself, but working for one property management. Worked for a mortgage company. Did underwriting for a bank. Dabbled in life coaching. Uh, was a financial manager of a church. I even did a little stint in there as a wedding photographer and a nanny. So I feel like at this point in my life, I've done a little bit of it all. And I'm now where I am in the last 10 years, I've been an HR director for a construction company. So I've had a very rich and varied professional life. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. And you've been at Fulcrum for how long now? It will be nine years in March. Wow. Time flies. I know. That's how it flies. It does I, fly. I remember when you started there. Um, and we appreciate you at Fulcrum being a client of Priceless Professional Development. And uh, mostly I appreciate you for being a great friend and colleague. So, and I love your background. You bring all of that interest to everything you do, the analytical side, <laughs> creative side. I mean, you do, you bring all of that everywhere you go. So it makes you, you. Yeah. It's, um, it's been a, it's been a great ride for sure. Um, and I will say that this role in particular is probably my favorite. The detail and the the legal part of it, you know, the laws is not my favorite. You know, we talk about that a lot, but I definitely um, am drawn to the professional development of others and the people component, you know, yeah. kind of helping to drive culture. And yeah, it's been good. Some of the things, so many people that listen, we always talk about uh, the assessment results on what your motivators are, you know, and so I'll just share, I know you won't mind, but. Kate is brilliant 
And she's also a very much a high altruistic. So she gives service to people. She's very much uh, her own version of Mother Teresa. And uh, you are, you are. That's why this role, I mean, you're just such a, such a good service minded. I mean, if I ever needed anything, I know you'd be there in a minute because you're just so, so service minded and care about people so deeply. And then the other piece that you bring that I'm not very good at, so I always appreciate your perspective is the high aesthetic. You see the big picture. I compartmentalize things and you see the big picture and you catch some nuances and use your intuition and so I just always value that in you. So the high aesthetic and high social altruistic are uh, beautiful things that you bring to this world. Thank you. And I appreciate you for the theoretical side because of, um, uh, I, I know when I need, I need a knowledge expert on a topic that I know you're interested in, you're my go-to girl because I know you're going to know it all. <laughs> and I always pull myself back not to share too much, but here's a few things. <laughs> try to try to uh, not overwhelm anybody, especially you, know, you uh, with too much info. But yeah, it's all good. Okay. So I know you've given some great thought to this. I'm so interested to hear what some of your mind, body, spirit uh, focus areas are for 2024. Start where you'd like. So I have it in body, mind, and spirit. So let's start with body first. And I know that you and I have had lots of conversations around these. You know, it's a big thing in January for dry January. I'm not much of a drinker. Um, I, I was certainly, you know, in younger years of my life. But for me, um, I really resonate with being sugar sober. And so, you know, my addiction is not drugs. It's not alcohol. It's not food in general, but it is sugar. I feed it. Yeah, it is my drug of choice. And and um, as I have, you know, matured, aged, I am very aware of how that affects me. And so for the for the body part of my plan for 2024, it is to be sugar sober. And and so what I'm doing is, you know, I have cut out sugar for the month of, of January. And my it's my intention for it to be an ongoing thing, but it, it will start small, you know, we'll start with January. One step at a time, uh, right? One step at a time. Right. Yep. And so then one of the things that, you know, is being of upping my hydration. So I'm drinking a lot of water, drinking my weight in water every day. It my not my weight in ounces, right? My weight translated into ounces per day. And and probably the most important component well and I, I'm walking so I'm going to walk I've committed to walk at least 20 minutes a day is I'm keeping a journal I'm at, you know me I've always had a journal going but this is going to be a journal of what I'm doing for myself and then at the end of the day how did the day go and how did I feel because I I know that I um, mean it, it also relates to the mind and the spirit stuff too but is to really let it sink in for me what my practice is, how that impacts my life. So like, how do I really feel when I've OD'd on sugar? I feel really great in the moment, but what do I feel like later? What's my sleep quality like? Um, and so having that measure of how is what I'm doing really affecting my life and, and being able to tweak it, right? Oh yeah, okay. So, the, you know, certain foods aren't really great for me. They don't help the sleep quality, you know, the same with caffeine or alcohol or whatever. Yeah, that's great. That is great. And the 20 minutes a day, how will you, how will you get that in? Because I know some people are thinking uh, and are in a similar situation where they have a, a decent commute 
and you, you work long days. Are you going to do that at lunchtime or in the morning? Or what are you thinking right now? Yeah, lunch. But I've also given myself permission to just fit it in whenever I can. We have like an interior hallway in this building. And sometimes I just grab my phone and just walk in the hallway. For oh, that's minutes. great. That's great. So I'm not, and, and then, you know, walk this, we're on the fourth floor. So I'll walk the stairs a couple of times. So, it, you know, it doesn't have to be hard. No. Yay. I like that. I kind of prefer to have the walking be silent, but, you know, if I feel like I can't fit it in, then I'll just do it while I'm on a phone call. Yeah. You know, I take my, I'll take my phone with me out, outdoors in the parking lot or in the hallway and just talk on the phone, conduct a, a call with someone that is, you know, that I can be a little bit mobile and be moving at the same That's time. That's a smart idea. You could, you know, schedule it. Uh, other people that are listening, you know, listeners could say, hey, I'm going to have a walking meeting, you know, right. And squeeze it in that way. Where there's a will, there's a way. Right. I have actually had walking meetings where I meet face to face with somebody at the river and go for a walk. It doesn't, it doesn't work out often, but every, when it does, it's a beautiful thing, right? We get to conduct business. We're out in nature and we're moving. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Anything else around body? No, I think those, I'm trying to keep it simple because if I do too much, then I'm not apt to do it. So that's why, you know, when I first was doing this list for you, I was like, okay, I'm going to do 30 minutes a day. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? If you do 30 minutes, that's great. But promise yourself you'll do 20. Yeah. And, you know, the journal is to keep me, not so much keep me honest, but really to remind me of the effect so that if I if I go off the rails and I do have a, you know, a handful of two or three or four cookies. So how did it make me feel? Right. Really? Right. How did my day go? What, what how does the walk impact me? And yeah, I'm really, like I'm actually, it. I'm excited. Yeah. So, yeah, I like it. I like thinking too. I mean, so the, the journaling, making a commitment to do that every day is like taking time to think and taking time to tune in to our yourself, which is amazing. Right. That's awesome. And then when you write it down, sometimes things come out that you haven't even thought of that come out, you know, as opposed right. to just running around in your head, you know, and then you see it and you're like, ah, like you said, making the connection. That's great. Yeah. Those little aha moments. Aha moments. Yeah. Yeah. We like those. Yeah. We like those. We do. Well, that, that's how I learn. You know, I, I know not everybody does, but when I can really make that connection, that's like, oh, huh. You turned your cell phone off at eight o'clock and you slept better. Hmm. Right. Yeah. But we don't, we don't always want to admit that those things are really correlated, but when you can see it in black and white, it's like, Oh yeah, I put my, I left my phone out in the living room. I didn't bring it in the bedroom. I shut it off. And Oh, by the way, I had less mind chatter in the middle of the night. Yeah. 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 And and it's kind of like what you're talking about, too, is like, what's going to make me feel better? That's what you're doing. You're committing to you feeling better every day. Yes. Yes. 2000, the the tail end, the second half of 2024 was not a great year for me. And there was a lot of stress and um, personal, you know, family issues. Um, You know, it's hard sometimes when you're in that to really be able to tease apart. Why don't I feel good? Right. You you want to. You want to think that the anxiety or is around, say, A, but when you're really paying attention, it's like, okay, yes, I was, I was upset. So I'm eating all kinds of, you know, not good food. And then I don't feel good and I'm not sleeping and I'm blaming A when really A only has a small part of it. It's really all these other components. And we, 
don't always tease them out. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, and, and I know, I know it's fabulous how we know things, but we don't know them or act on them is I know how I, the, my body, mind and spirit practices when they're solid, it's like I can handle almost anything. And when they're not, then it doesn't take much to get me off my center, right? Yeah. 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 Very wise. Yes. Yes. We bring ourselves to everything we do. But, you know, we're in the midst of of life. Um, that's what happens. But like you, what you're talking about is, okay, let me rebalance. That's a great way to say that. Rebalance. Yes. So, yes, we're rebalancing. 2024, the year of the rebalance. The year of the rebalance, yes. You know, and what's so funny is with not none of this is like a college degree. You know, we put a college degree, ta-da, we've got our degree and it's on the wall. But none of this is is that. It's a continual effort, positive effort is what I would say, even though effort sounds like a, a, a continual focus, a continual readjusting, a continual rebalancing. And we have to be okay with that, right? And not judge ourselves because it isn't a college degree. It's not done. No. Well, it's a, it's a continuous learning spectrum, right? continuum you are always learning and adjusting or hopefully you are i mean we we both we both know people in our lives that have not done that and we have seen up close and personal what it looks like when you don't embrace continual learning and improvement and you know i know i know this is true for you too it's in me it's it's a non-negotiable not learning and improving is just non-negotiable so yeah i feel like i took a big break from it last year so stepping up my game in 2024. Awesome. It sounds great. You're inspiring me. Yeah. Okay. Where are we going next, Missy? (laughs) Well, let's let's talk about the mind. Okay. Um, And so I I actually have done a fair amount of this this year, but, you know, it's reading good things, right? Reading a good book, having a good book going, reading inspirational information or inspirational books and quotes. It's about if I'm going to watch TV, it's making it something good for my soul, something that's going to make me feel good, or learn something, you know, watching things or reading things that are upsetting doesn't do anything for me. I'm somewhat of an empath. And I absorb negative energy from lots of places, and I have to be really careful. So for me, it's being being mindful, no pun intended, about what I put into my body and my mind. Um, yes. So what am I reading? What am I watching? Who am I spending time with? Right? Being careful about surrounding myself with people that not just like minded because they, you know, we need to have varying inputs of opinions and styles and personalities, but being careful not to have a lot of negative, not a lot of negative negativism in my life, negativity. So yeah, reading, minimizing screen time. Um, We talked about that a little bit before, but as part of this program, I've committed to being off my phone and my computer by 8.30 and my nothing electronic comes into my bedroom. Oh, very good. I like that hard set. Can't mess around with that. I mean, it's very clear. So I actually, I had to buy myself a, a clock because I can't. I was using my phone as my alarm clock and as, oh, you know, telling well, there you time. Go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So How about that? I had to buy yeah. myself a little cheapy alarm clock. Yeah. And it sounds like it's helping already because you made a comment earlier about sleeping better. I am sleeping better. Yeah. 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 That's great. And then the, the last thing, which is, I think some people might consider this to be a body thing, but 
for me, it's um, it's a breathing. It's a it's a definitely a mind thing. I'm doing breathing exercises. There's a gentleman. He's Wim Hof. Do you know mm-hmm. Wim Hof? I've heard of him. He has you know breathing exercises. He's also really into cold plunges. You know, cold yep. showers and yep. plunge in the cold. I'm not quite sure how I feel about the cold. I know that it, interestingly, Susie, I know that it works. I, I, I know you know that I spent a fair amount of time up at my parents, uh, my family's lake home up in, in the Northeast into the fall. And I was swimming every day up until mid-October. And the water temperatures wow. were around 60 at the end. Um, and so, and I can, I can tell you that it's really good. And so, I'm I'm toying with the idea of that, but I'm definitely doing the breathing exercises in the morning. What kind of exercises are they? What are they? A certain pattern of breathing, or what? It's a certain it's a certain pattern of breathing. Breathing where you're there's no pause in between the the in and the out, and then you get to a certain point and you hold your breath and you hold your breath for a certain period of time, and then you take a recovery breath. I'm probably not giving it a, a enough explanation around it. I just know it's one of those things that for whatever reason, it helps quiet my mind. Are you, are you finding yourself doing that at night or during the day or in the morning or what are you doing? I, I'm committing I'm committing to doing it in the morning if I remember I'm doing it at night too. Yeah. The other okay. part I think is I know is true for me. When I'm stressed, I don't breathe. I actually have a, you can't see it, but I've got a little sticky note on my, on my computer that says breathe. Uh-huh. Reminding me to, oh yeah, it's good to... Yeah. So what happens when we don't breathe? We're not thinking clear. We lose oxygen to our brain, you know, everything. But yeah, I think everybody does that when they get stressed and we we can't think as clear. Yeah. That's great. It's amazing. It's amazing what happens if you just stop and take three deep breaths. Yeah. Just three breaths. It's like, um, this is sort of a side note and you may or may not want to keep this in your, but when my father quit smoking a year later, he had a heart attack and one of the things that my sister and I pieced together was he stopped breathing because even though you were breathing in smoke, I mean, think about it, pick up something and, and as if you were going to smoke on it. Yeah. Not crazy. And so he actually taught himself to, to actually like to, to use a pencil or something as if he was smoking because it encouraged oxygen in his body. And so I, I think of this Wim Hof thing as being something similar. It's like, I'm teaching myself, I'm reminding myself to breathe. Making that pattern so it's automatic. If your tendency is to to hold your breath, then you're just you're going to just get in the habit of it and have it be every part of your life. That's great. You know, here's a what's interesting. I've been doing this breathing thing for a while. And when I wake up in the middle of the night, I find sometimes that I'm already in a really deep, long, steady breathing pattern, which is unusual for me. And if I've done the breathing exercise at night, when I wake up, I'm not anxious and I'm already in a really deep pattern of breathing. So I don't know. Oh, that's it's great. A, it's all a big, it's all just it's all just a big experiment, right? I'm just experimenting with my life and with these little tricks to see how they impact me. But you know, all big things are little things, or they start with little things. And this is not right. a little thing. You have to breathe. You know, and and right. yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome, and I love that you're experimenting like you are. But it sounds like you're already getting great benefit. Yep. So those are my those are my um my mind things. Awesome. What's next? Spirit. As you know, I have a really strong meditation practice. I've been meditating 
in a group for over 20 years. That part of my practice has been really consistent. Um, my daily practice kind of ebbs and flows. 2024, I've promised myself meditating in the morning and meditating at night. And sometimes that's quiet and sometimes it is guided. All right. And so how long, if people aren't used to meditating or are curious of what your practice is, is going to be in 2024, about how long? And then when you say sometimes it's quiet, sometimes it's guided, talk a little bit about both of those. So timing and those things. Yeah. So I, I strive for 30 minutes, a 30 minute meditation in the morning. Often I'm t- too tired at night to do 30. And if I can do 15, that's good. But I will say, even if all I can do is bow in to my meditation, I will do that. It's the it's the intention of connecting for me. So the quiet, I think I prefer quiet. It's just for me, it's a nice way to start the day to just sitting. You know, I, I'll turn on the fireplace in my room and just sit there sitting up in bed, wrapped up in a t- in a in an extra blanket and just sit. I'll set an alarm for 30 minutes. If I wake up and my mind is particularly chatty, then I will do a guided meditation. And I use, there's an app on my Apple phone called Insight Timer. And they have, oh Lord, way more meditation links than, you know. Tons of options. Yeah, tons of options. Yeah. And I have a couple of favorites, and um, but I've been exploring others. I usually try to find someone who has a really soothing voice and has a a message that resonates. Awesome. And I'm quick to change it if I don't like it. If I don't like it, I'm quick to change. That's smart. So a little bit of a little bit of a creature of habit. Yeah. So when I think of meditation, my mind is always about okay, quieting my mind. And in this one mantra I'll say is this is a time for no thought. This is a time for no thought. That and that works for me. But like you say, everybody's got their own thing. Is there anything you say to yourself or any kind of breath pattern when you're sitting there when you aren't doing a guided and you have your blanket around you? Anything you do or say or think or feel? I just remind myself that I am connected. I am safe. I am connected and I am lovable. And so that's my little mantra. Kate, you are safe, you are connected, and you are lovable. Nice. Yeah. And you mentioned bowing in. I know what that means. Uh, describe a little bit about what that means for you. For me, it's just it's just setting the intention. It's like many of us have a spiritual connection to some form of the divine, whatever that may look like for, for your viewers. And so for me, the bowing in is a sort of a form of reverence. It's me bowing in to the divine, but it's also a reverence for myself. I am I am signaling that I am taking this time for myself to connect, to connect with the divine, to connect with myself, right? If we believe that there is a divine that resides in each of us, then not only are we bowing to whatever external connection we have, but we're bowing to our to our own divinity, which for me is really quite holy. That resonates with me to be connecting my holiness with the holiness of of the universe. Lovely. Love it. Perfect. Anything else about meditation that would be helpful to share or that you that is on your heart? I, I guess what if there's anybody who's even considering it, you can't don't judge yourself. There's no perfect way to do meditation. Often I'll share that often when I meditate, there is a ticker tape, a voice in my head that's running in the background most of the time. That's just the way I am. And I've learned that that 
is to not is to learn to not listen to the voice, but don't try and make it go away. Right? Is to is to continue to focus on my breathing and on my connection, and it doesn't matter what's running up in here. Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't have to be long. I think sometimes people assume thirty minutes. I've been practicing for a long time, and when I meditate in a group, we often will sit for ninety minutes without moving. But that's 20 years of practice. When I first started, and even when I get out of sorts at home, sometimes all I can do is five minutes. And I will make that, I I applaud myself for doing that. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good guidance in regard to no judgment zone, you know, with this, because the whole idea is to connect, not disconnect. And (laughs) we're judging, oh, I can't. You know, like okay, that's not really what we're here. <laughs> like, yes, you can. Just and I, I certainly did plenty of that. I did yeah. plenty of that where I was judging myself, and it's like, now this this needs to be a no. You're right. I like what you said. A no judgment zone. Yeah, yeah. And then for the goal minded folks who are listening, how do you benefit from your practice, and how does it help you in your life? So you know, we talked about you know that I'm going to be journaling, and I I'm doing it because I. I want physical evidence, but I already know, right? Like if I spend 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes in meditation and later that day, I'll be like, wow, today was a really good day. And it's it's like, okay, so what's why is today different than yesterday? And it's like often the only thing that I can say was different is that I meditated today and I didn't yesterday. This is not something that you could figure out with your mind. You can't say my day was better because of meditation and then figure it out. It just is. It is. Yeah. What I always think of is it changes my essence. It changes my vibe. It changes my presence to be a better version or the best version of self or something. I I bring that vibe, you know, with me more if I'm, if that tank is full, my meditation tank or my quiet tank or my alignment tank or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That's awesome. Great. Yeah. Anything else? I, I guess it's just, if anyone's considering it, just be gentle with themselves and and try it. Give yourself permission, even if it's only for two or three minutes, to just sit quietly with yourself and um, and see, and then see how your day goes. Yeah. Make that correlation or connection, like you were saying, to, you know, did it make a difference? And what difference did it make? It could be subtle. Might be a big thing. Awesome. Right. Yeah. And the journaling helps that because then if you're if you're marking down at the end of the day how your day went, then you're more likely to notice. Was there a shift in your conversations? Was there a shift in your attention? Were you less anxious? Were you more present for the people around you? That's wonderful. All right. What else are we thinking about around spirit? Grounding, being grounded, um, you know, grounding. And so for me, it's part of the walking. The walking helps me ground. I need to be out in nature. I live in a place where I have a fabulous view out my back porch, which is helpful, but I really need to go walk outside. I need to be in nature. And so I promise to do at least a couple of the walks a week, either down by the river or in the woods. So uh, I want to put a pin in this one and make sure everybody hears that because I know so many people over the many, many years I've been doing this and many, many people that I've talked to who have high aesthetic is their top driver. And I think you scored it passionate. I don't remember now, but something close to that. I did. Pretty strong driver. 
And you said, I want to I want people to notice if you have aesthetic as one of your drivers, which is this idea or feeling of I am inspired by, I feel better when my gas tank is full when I have balance and harmony, I can focus on the big picture and intuition, use my intuition. You need to be in nature. And I can't tell you how many times I've talked to very stressed out leaders who are slaying the beast at work and and they're high aesthetic. And I'll say, when's the last time you've been outside? And you never can make the point strong enough for them to hear it. But it's like everything you're looking for is probably in that walk in the woods (laughs) if you're high aesthetic. And everybody can benefit. I love living in the mountains. My aesthetic is not very high and it feeds my soul. But if you are high aesthetic, you need like what Kate said, I need to be in nature and I'm going to do more of that. Kudos to you. That's grounding for you. It is grounding for me. I'll share this other uh, other tip that I've started this year, which is I have a grounding mat. I sleep on a grounding mat. It's plugged into the ground in an outlet. And the idea is that I have, even though I live on the third floor of a concrete and steel building, I have connected myself to the earth while I sleep. Oh, interesting. I didn't know you had a grounding mat. I do. I do. I've been sleeping on it for about a year. And I do think it makes a difference. Huh? The theoretical part of me is like, hmm, wonder why that works. I wonder, did it do? I won't go down that rat hole. All we know is that <laughs> it, it's working for you. I'll send you a link so you can read it. But there, yeah, yeah. there is there is evidence that, and it's it's the same thing. It's all part of the, you know, why people talk about spending time in the nature in in the forest they call some people call it forest bathing you know why some people feel it's really important to put your bare feet on the ground every day uh, I know someone that goes out she's actually a neighbor she goes out and actually leans up against trees right to really connect herself you know she'll just go sit out there and maybe do a standing meditation for 10 or 15 minutes outdoors all just little tricks of the trade right that's wonderful yeah So I have just one more thing under my spirit, and I know this will tickle you a little bit because you know me, is that the third thing is fun. Fun? Oh, yeah. There has... (laughs) (laughs) That does tickle me. Yeah. So I'm promising myself at least one small adventure every month, whether that's a weekend away or it's, um, you know, driving into the city and walking the Beltline or going to the Botanical Garden or going to a museum or maybe go to a comedy show, just some fun and has to emphasis on the FUN adventure for the month. Yay. That's another thing that's important to the high aesthetic is experiences, having experiences like that, like something that could be travel. And you used to travel a lot, Um, you know, that you did did. a lot of diving and went to all these places and stuff. So this will be another version of that, pulling more of that in your life, because I know you're very focused on work and other things. So this is great. This is the, you're right. This is fantastic. Yeah. So thank you very much for, for, for inviting me to do this and for inspiring or encouraging me to actually think about this because I had been thinking about it, but not in a structured way and just thinking about it and having this conversation has really solidified it in my mind that I'm going to do it. You know, that I will, I will commit to it. And I'll continually be tweaking it and reminding myself how important it is because it is really, really important. Yeah. Everything you've talked about are things that as you talked about them, you're kind of just this, you you could tell it's, it makes you feel good to talk about it, you know, and you know, when yeah. that happens, that's your thing, <laughs> you know, 
Right. And the other thing is, yeah. so we have such a busy life, all of us, you know, and if we can't focus on something enough to ingrain it into our being, which is kind of what you're talking about, the fact that you thought about it a little bit more and then you wrote it down and then now you shared it. That's, I mean, that's how we rewire things and habits. And, you know, a lot of the things we do personally, we, you know, to, to read rechange them or realign them, we have to do these kind of things. So everybody listening, if you have not made your list yet, this is Kate's invite for you to make a list too <laughs> and share it with yes, somebody. Please. Yes, you're right. The sharing the sharing is important. You know, it may be that we inspire someone else to do it, but I think at the very least, it just, it's like you're committing it to yourself when you talk about yes. it out loud. Most important that to me, that's the most important part is committing it to yourself, but you were kind enough to take your busy schedule and share it with us here at the Wake Up Eagle Workforce podcast. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. All right. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Susie. Now, I didn't share her background or bio because we did it at the beginning of our discussion. So just kind of want to mention that. Um, but she has been the director of HR for Fulcrum for the last eight years and has a multi interdisciplinary background. She's done a lot of different things. And as we talked, could you see her beautiful strengths and her interest in serving others and creating balance in her life? Um, It showed up in everything she shared, as I've talked about other people and, and their top motivators, Kate's top motivators. And we did a little bit of that discussion in the interview is high aesthetic and high social altruistic. So you could see that and I could feel that in in her uh, style. She's a very people-oriented, service-oriented person. And it's it's a wonderful thing to have somebody like that in human resources as well. She's also very, very smart. Um, she's good to ask ask advice and ask questions. So uh, I, I really related to her talking about journaling more. Uh, we've heard that from several people. Catherine talked about it. Shauna talked about it. I find that is a lifesaver for me. I really appreciate Kate's commitment to her meditation practice and the breathing exercises that she's doing every day. So lots of wonderful content and intention. And I thought it was great at the end of the episode when we stopped recording, this is something that she shared. And I want to share it with you because it has relevance maybe to you, but here's what Kate shared. I had no idea how well formulated my ideas were until I started to speak them. I've been kind of chatting with myself on the way to and from work for the last few days, and I had scribbled down my little notes. She held up her notepad. There wasn't a lot of notes on there. You know, little notes, you could see them, but I wasn't clear. I didn't get really clear until I actually spoke it. The speaking, it made me very clear. So I want to thank you for that so much. I'm so glad I did this. So a lesson to us all, speaking makes it clearer for most of us. So I want to ask you, who are you going to share your goals and objectives with for 2024? Are you going to, who are you going to speak that way? Talk to a family member, talk to your dog, <laughs> talk to your good friend, or call us. Tell me what you're focused on and we'll share it on a future episode. Or I'll just listen and you can verbalize it and I won't share it if you tell me not to share it. But speakpipe.com forward slash wake up, you can workforce five minute segments and they come right to me. Share your thoughts. Speaking makes things clearer. I like that, you know, we, we focus so much on the assessments and, and it's not about the assessment, it's about the assessments highlighting individual strengths and helping people see their goodness and that how we all have different types of goodness or different, we're all good, um, but we have different strengths that we're good at and to understand those different strengths through the language of the assessment so that we can appreciate diversity and, and differences. And so that's why 
I liked what she shared so much. It's one of the values of holding conversations where people share their favorite takeaways from their assessment. We do that sometimes in team building where you go around the room and say, okay, this is what I liked. It said this about this in this area, and this is why it matters to me. When we speak it and share it, we start to feel it and own it. So take advantage of that. You know, we do that in team sessions. We do that in triad sessions where somebody and their manager are sharing, or, or we've got a new leader assimilation and, and people are sharing with the new leader about what they, how they want to be managed. And it all comes from the assessment. When we speak it, we start to own it and we start to understand it better and it becomes a part of us. And it just uh, is one way to ingrain something, you know, and make it and own it. We can always say the words, but words don't really teach. It's the doing of, and it's the life experience. And so speaking it is a good thing. So I encourage you to do that. I want to hear who you're going to share it with. I want you to be thinking about that. And you can also let us know at speakpipe.com forward slash wake up eager workforce. So we're going to close with some of my, my thoughts for 2024. Part one, I did a re- talked a little bit about reflection process on 2023 um, and how important that is. And I don't usually share. I think it's a private thing, but I will share just a little bit about my reflection. I have to say 2023 was my best year ever. Of course, you know, every year has ups and downs. But overall, when I look at the big picture, I had a really good balance of personal and professional. I woke up eager more last year than ever before. I was laser focused. And it was interesting, uh, in the trimetrics assessment, and when you get the coaching report, there's one section that, that measures how balanced is your thinking. So are you focusing on the doing, the, the being, and the thinking equally? Or are they a little bit out of balance? It tells you that so that, you know, what's your level of decision-making for yourself and for others and in the world. And it also talks about, shows this concentration index. So how focused are you when you're working? And how, or how scattered are you? And same thing for the personal life. And my review revealed that I was focused and I managed distractions very well in both areas. I wasn't scattered. I used to be more scattered in the internal self-view. So I was happy to see that not only on the assessment, but in my review. And I believe that, um, come to believe this, that life is a, a happy life is a string of happy moments. It's not all the big things. What gets to the big things are happy moments. Um, and so making that choice, you know, those daily choices of things that bring a ease and well-being so that we bring our best matters. And so this is a lot of what I'm going to share are mind habits that have helped me have happy moments every day, almost every day, pretty regular, more regular than ever in my life at age 59. It's a, a miracle to me to feel so good. And so here's what I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue to make time every day to think. I've always done that. I do more and more of it. So the thinking is maybe I'm walking my dogs and I'm enjoying the walking with dogs and letting thoughts run through my mind Um, in the mornings. I always sit down and write. I use my day one app on my iPad. I've got little categories there, uh, file notes there and such. Uh, that's effective for me. Do it in the morning. I do it in the evening before I go to bed. When I'm walking my dogs, I think just make that time to think. And if you feel like you're rushed all the time, which I, that would be my natural tendency and what I did for so many years, I don't have time not to take time to think and to just align. So do that. Think about what you're going to do before you're going to do it and find time to do that a little bit more every day. And what's helped me the most 
is knowing what my priorities are each week and each day. So on the weekend, I always take time on Sunday to look ahead, what's going to happen this week, what's most important, because, you know, if everything's important, then nothing's important. So what is it that's most important right now and this week? So what's important personally and professionally? And I make a note of it and I put it on my, I'll tell you what tool I use in a minute. Um, And every evening before I go to bed, I do the same thing on the So I know what the week's going to look like. Now I want to know, what am I going to do the next day? So before I go to bed, I have a list of six. I've talked about that for years. What must be done today? What am I willing to do today? Not 25 things, but six things that I absolutely will do. When you put that kind of structure on it, it forces you to focus. Instead of doing a million things that scattered, you do six things really well that really mattered because you prioritize them. And I like doing it the night before because you're coming fresh off of a day that has momentum. And so I want to wake up eager. Literally, I want to put my feet on the floor and know what my plan is for the day. Now that day may change, but at least when I wake up, I have a plan. It causes me to have less anxiety. My family has a history of anxiety and, you know, some things there, some, so this has helped me learn to manage that. I'm not fretting and worrying because I have a plan. I I know where I'm going. So the mental structure framework that has helped me the most around all of this is the book, Getting Things Done, The Art of Stress-Free Productivity by David Allen. Uh, game changer. That, that, along with essentialism, the discipline, pursuit of less. What Getting Things Done is, does is helps me think about what are the tactics, what are the strategies daily on getting things done. And there's processes and procedures and things that he teaches. He says that your brain is a terrible storage cabinet and you need to find ways to organize all the things going on in your life. No wonder we all are anxious, right? (laughs) No wonder. I mean, the world is moving fast. So how do we move with it and in control of it as opposed to it running us? So that book, the minute I read that and just applied a few of the things, it made a difference. And, And from everything from how to manage your email to paperwork and the stuff that comes in to people and demands, it's just an excellent book, bestseller for many, many years. Another one of those, you read it again and read it again. I'll do an episode on that in the future. And then the online tool that is become my brain so that it's become my filing cabinet is a tool called Get It Done app. Get It Done app. It is my brain. It saves me for myself on a daily basis. It is, it goes with the getting things done framework. They're not affiliated. And uh, there's other apps that are, you know, go with the getting things done app. But for whatever reason, the getting things done book the Get It Done app, Get It Done app, helps me. I have a million ideas and I can go down a lot of rabbit holes. So how do I stay focused? Why did I stay so focused this year in 2023? Of course, that's been coming over time, but it's because I read that book, Getting Things Done, 10 years ago. And and again, the day one app is my iPad brain in regard to putting thoughts down, putting ideas down, just thinking things through. So do things that pull you forward to keep you the pre-pave what's next uh, so it's not upon you that you've thought about it in advance. I also, another mind habit is to take my trimetrics assessment again on a regular basis in the trimetrics part that I look at because my motivators and my disc style don't change, but the part that measures personal skills and that measures is used with the axiology um, and the uh, DNA, which measures you know how you think, feel, and make decisions and your current skill set. I can clear my mind and not think about what I know about the science, you know, not really try to cheat it because it's really hard to cheat anyway, but really think how I think it really tells me how I'm doing. Um, and that's how I saw that, you know, I was more focused. So that is mind 
areas. Those are things I'm going to continue to do. Body habits that help me every day, help me have happy moments every day. Reflection is the first thing, you know, we talked about every night. So I, we did it for a, every year, but every night I I think about, I spend some time very quickly in my, in my uh, day one app. I think about how did the day went? Uh, what went well? What do I appreciate? I think forward a little bit. What are my meals going to be? What are my workouts going to be? Uh, what did I eat during the day? How did I do? Did I meet my objectives? So that's kind of, I, that's a reflection is a big piece. So it helps me with my body habits. Continually assess how I'm doing, not beat myself up, but I got to reflect. I got to measure. I got to look at it in some way. The biggest thing too around body is 80% of feeling well is your nutrition, 80%. A lot of times I've had that flipped in the past where I thought, well, okay, if I just work, I, I will just work out a lot if I ate crappy, but you can't out, outwork a crappy diet. Um, and so I've always been a nutritionist, nutritional hobbyist, I've studied all the, all the ways to eat and tried them all because I think I'm a little bit of a researcher. And the one that I've been doing past couple of years that has me feeling the healthiest has uh, me 100% feeling like my high school self is something called the Nutritarian way of eating. And it's really just really eating healthy. And it's a program by Dr. Furman, F-U-H-R-M-A-N. I did a podcast with a 93-year-old who has followed this this way of eating since he was 70. And I just think he's interesting. And then Stephen, Stephen Middleton, Dr. Stephen Middleton, also knows Dr. Furman and, and has interviewed him and follows that. So anyway, very interesting. You can check out the show notes to get the links to some of that information. But best thing for me, whole food plant-based, the way he lays it out is very clear. And it's, it's been amazing. Blood work is amazing. All of it's great. Uh, podcasts that I like to listen to, there's an eattolive.com podcast. That's Dr. Furman and his daughter talking about uh, the nutritarian diet and, or way of living. And then plantstrong.com, I like that. Um, and then richroll.com, he has some interesting things. And there's some two guys from Ireland that I find interesting called the Happy Pear Podcast. All of those kind of fit into that same diet lifestyle I'm talking about. Fitness has always been important to me. I'm a big fan of the Peloton. And the way the Peloton works for me is the Power Zone training. And it works because Power Zone is all about metrics. So if you're not familiar with Power Zone training, go check out pzpack.com. P as in Paul, Z as in Zebra, pack.com. They um, set up challenges and you do the challenges, that has been what's helped me. So you like I'm in an eight week challenge right now and there's three three rides a week and there's other people riding and you see them on there and you check it off. It's that whole measurement thing that pulls you forward or pulls me forward. Oh, my team needs me. I don't really know my team, but there's a plan and I committed to it. And so I've, I've did more minutes on the Peloton this year than ever. And I, my plan in 2024 is do the same thing and do more because they track it. Peloton's really good about giving these blue dots for every time you work out. So in my mind, sometimes I think, eh, maybe I won't do that. Oh, yes, I will, because I need to do my training program with these people at Power Zone, and I want to get that blue dot. It's so funny how those little things, you know, measurements, you know, what you don't measure, you can't manage. And if you measure it, it pulls you forward. Uh, my other favorite uh, fitness person, I've worked out with her for 20 years, Kathy.com, C-A-T-H-E.com. Uh, she has an app. It's on the Roku app and hundreds of classes and rotations. And she's amazing. I went and met her in person this year. That was one kind of bucket list 
personal thing that was amazing. She's just a great instructor. It's hard. It's good. And it's, uh, you know, with this way of eating now, I'm able to do her workouts as though I was 20 years ago, better even. So it's really amazing to me. I have a little calendar in my gym. I have a gym at the home, out of my house, a calendar where I, I list everything I do so I can look back through the calendar. And that's another thing that pulls me forward is the calendar. Like I need to go, if even if I'm not going to work out that day, I want to go down and write down on the calendar, today was a rest day and I put a heart around it. I've been alcohol-free for several years. I just did an episode with a uh, guy who follows The Naked Mind, which is a great book about going alcohol-free. If you're considering dry January or considering, you know, if you're sober curious, go listen to that episode. You'll see it on the show notes. But that has made a huge difference in my mind and my energy. And then lastly, the other, other part of body is sleep. There's some great Peloton sleep meditation. So, you know, not only does Peloton have the bike, but they have all these other extra things. But the favorite sleep meditations are with Ross Rayburn. And this very crazy, I've been willing, wanting to share this with somebody, so I'll share it with you guys because, you know, you don't want to just random say, hey, you should listen to this podcast. But it's called sleepwithme.com. It's the craziest thing, but it totally works. This guy tells boring stories and they put you to sleep. But the way he does it is so humorous, and but humorous in a very not in a very sleepy way. Um, it's just hard to describe. But he's got millions of views. He's been around for like ten years. So check it out. You'll think it's crazy, but but tell me if you don't listen to sleepwithme.com and you don't say, okay, I fell totally asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep. So anyway, so all of that is body stuff. You could tell I'm excited about all of those things. But those are things that are really helping me feel my best. Spirit habits that have helped me have happy moments every day. Again, back to that day one app um, in regard to making lists of appreciation. If I get stuck, I make a list of things I appreciate. And usually, if I just stay on the things I appreciate and get off the topic I'm stuck about, the answers come to me. Kind of gets you out of the way of yourself, you know, gets you off of resistance of thinking things, puts you kind of in the flow. The balancing out my personal life has been a game changer in regard to spirit, having more happy moments. You know, not uh, letting more people in, inviting them in, prioritizing that, and then now seeing the benefit of that and how much more rich my life feels, making that a priority is amazing. Doing things that align with my top interests from the Workplace Motivators Report and just saying, you know, well, that's just me. That's what I like to do. This is how I do things. And I want that for you. I want you to look at your Workplace Motivators Report. I want you to see what your motivators are and realize those are things that put gas in your tank. They are your gifts. They are they are nature nurture. You came in with these things. Uh, follow those things and goodness will come from it. Your heart will be full and you'll be being yourself and you'll be adding so much value. And lastly, the spirit thing that helps me around others is trying to understand where they're coming from instead of trying to change anybody. I'm still not great at this. I'm getting better at it, um, but staying curious to other people's perspectives. And so to me, the tools help me with that a lot because I now understand it. If they're different from me, then I understand more about who they are and enjoying who they are, loving the people where they are with no attachment. If they get me or if, if they do what I do, just enjoying the differences and um, the diversity. So that is uh, a wrap for mind, body, spirit ideas and products for 2024. I want to thank Catherine, Stephen, Shauna, Micah, and Kate for taking time out of their busy schedules to, to think about this and to share it. I want to thank you for tuning in. 
We got kickback started in 2023 uh, with the podcast. We got more good stuff to come. To get the show notes and all the links and the transcript for what, what we covered today, go to pricelessprofessional.com forward slash mind, body, spirit 2024. If you enjoyed today's episode, leave us a review. If you don't know how to do that, go to pricelessprofessional.com forward slash review. If you do leave a review, take a moment, send me a note, and I'll send you a complimentary assessment link for the Workplace Motivators Assessment. All right. So I'm going to close with this mantra, and I think it's a good one. And it's, it's adopted by me, but it's from abrahamhicks.com. And that is a speaker that I've listened to for a really long time that talks about alignment and energy. So here's a great mantra. And you might even want to write this down. And I think at some point in my life, I've written this down and said it every morning when I woke up. But today, I will think focus and talk more about what is going well than about what is going wrong. Today, as I look for, find, and speak about the good in every situation, I'll notice how much better I feel. Today, as I manage my focus, I will feel empowered, eager, there's our favorite word, eager, ease, and well-being. And as I genuinely feel better, I'll be a better benefit to my family, my employees, my coworkers, and everyone I interact with. Today is going to be a great day. So let's just speak that into action every day. Maybe we'll make sure that's in the show notes so you can easily copy it. But remember, your inspiration and happiness inspires others and is a gift you can bring to the world. And it all begins with making more decisions and remembering that, you know, our happiness and well-being is our most important job. Nobody else is going to bring us this happiness or this inspiration. They're not going to help us take care of ourselves or learn more, become more of who we are. We have to do that. We can, of course, collaborate with others, but it starts with you putting you first, knowing that it matters. It matters that you feel good. Use your strengths. Remember that a happy life is a string of happy moments. And remember that waking up eager is a commitment to make daily choices that promote a sense of ease and well-being so that we bring our best self to whatever we're doing. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care. This episode of the Wake Up Eager Workforce Podcast was brought to you by Priceless Professional Development. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to pricelessprofessional.com to gain access to more professional development resources.